Hey, it's Naughty. And I'm the Teach. And welcome to Naughty and the Teach. This week, we are your compassionate black hotties. Yes, and compassionate indeed, because this is our very special Valentine's Day episode. So we're going to be talking about love and love in all of its iterations. Uh, we got a very special way that we're going to do it. Um, and we'll share more of that with you during our digging deep. But first, let's pop off. I'm going to use the sound effect. So hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like I said, that is our uh, placeholder sound effect. We will... Definitely have some more sound effects for you, but our production value is going up and we are excited to uh, grow with you as we have been so far. Yes. So, you know, if you guys have the Instagram and you follow Shade Room, Hollywood Unlocked or or Nelly in particular, you know, just any of those people, um, then you're one of the people who have seen his leaked. It, I don't want to necessarily call it a sex tape but it's a video of him receiving oral sex. And that's fine. I, I know people were really focused about the size of his penis, whatever. That's really not my focus. My focus is the way in which uh, the woman who was giving him head was giving him head. She, I just got to say, like, she looked perfect. She had the lashes. She had like her, She just looked so beautiful. And the way she was doing it, you can tell that she wanted to be there. And it was not just a blowjob, you know? She wanted to be there. <laughs> you know, uh, to the people who give blowjobs, you know, it's called a job for a reason. And not everybody wants to be there. They're like, this is a pit stop to where I'm trying to go. And so you got to get there. But, you know, she... She wanted to be there. She was enjoying herself, and I'm happy for her. And also, just like, who doesn't love to hear men moan? I, You know, I do. I like it. So just that, another beautiful bit of that video. That's all I wanted to, you know, really get at. Yeah, no, I hear you. I don't really like to hear men moan like that, but I hear you when you know <laughs> you're saying it. And also, if you know, if you're giving some pleasure i guess you want to hear and know that they are receiving and enjoying that pleasure so i definitely um hear you you definitely did take a different stance than what most of the internet did yeah because i don't really care about his penis you know that's that's him people enjoy it good for him good for them whatever i'm focused on the the part that we really can see and the part that we really can hear you know she was enjoying herself he was enjoying himself and i feel like that is how uh, you know, sex should be like I had a, a what you I don't know what you want to say. I had sex with somebody and I literally asked them, "Are you comfortable? Do you need to move?" And the way that he stopped and looked at me like, and I'm like, "What?" And he was like, "No one's ever asked me that." And he referred to himself as a man of the night. So I feel like that's a lot of a lot of people who you were sleeping with who never asked if you were comfortable. Never asked if you were having a good time. I also laughed while we had sex and he was like, Why are you laughing? I'm like, Because this is funny. Like Oh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no. No, it was no, what was it was it was funny because this my hair was cut short back then. And so he was really trying to grab it and I'm like, Bro, there ain't nothing but scalp there. My hair is fucking short. <laughs> That shit was funny to me. So he, <laughs> and he didn't think it was funny. But I thought that shit was hilarious. Who referred to themselves as the man of the night? He did. So he calls himself the man of the night. 
He calls himself a man of the night. A man of the night. Is this motherfucker Batman? Like, what the? Who knows? What the fuck is a man of the night? I mean, I've seen him on Hinge twice. And he had different names and different professions, oh. but the same pictures. But when I first met him, he. Wait, wait, what was his two professions? I'm sorry. Was one of them vigilante? <laughs> like, I just want to know, yeah. like, what, what um, a man is of the night. And is that something I should be calling myself? So he was uh, a teacher. And the first time it was, he was a teacher. And his passions were like photography and filming. When I saw him on Hinge again, he, it just said that he was a photographer and I'm there's a big there's a possibility you know that he was trying to change careers or like you know he dropped out of the program he was originally in but that's weird like in 6 months your whole fucking profile changed like and I'm no I'm not the only woman that's that's looking at that profile like I know you and he changed the name so I'm like and I'm looking at these pictures like I know this man like why do I know this man where do I know him from and then I realized he changed his name and his profession. So he wasn't... Got me fucked what, up. Was either of them his real name or you don't know or... Well, I'm assuming that the African name was his real name and that the Americanized version was not his real name. Oh, I got you. So a little like sometimes when uh, people migrate, they tend to, you know, change their more difficult names to something that's easier it, for... I'm sorry. His name was not difficult. Oh, all right. Well... It's a name that you hear all the time, so... I don't want to say it. I don't want to say, no, say it. Don't but like, no, I understand. Um, it'd be so, it'd be like, oh, um, if his name was like Simba and changing it to Simon, we could say both of those. Yeah, it, no, no, <laughs> I, I definitely hear you. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, you know, dating, dating apps. That's we're definitely going to touch on that in this episode, in this Valentine's Day episode, as we talk about love and all its iterations, but. Um, my Poppenhoff is going to be another uh, focus on Black History Month and Black History figures. So, before I even get into who I'm, I'm going to talk about, I want to talk a little bit this Black History Month about rock and roll. Now, rock and roll is typically not associated with Black History Month, but as per usual, its origins trace back to blackness and black people. I just want to say... For those of you who know, this is not a shock. This is not a shock at all. There are so many musical genres that may not be dominated today by black people or black influence or black culture as it was, but its origins, its starts came from blackness. So that is something that we are going to talk about is the origins of rock and roll. But the way history works is that of erasure especially when they want to claim or eliminate those deserving of the credit. It's how power continues to lie to us. Mm, let them know. Yeah. So in our focus on rock and roll and its origins, we have to talk about one figure, one singular figure, Sister Rosetta Tharp, who was the originator of rock and roll. I do have to stress, this originator was a black woman. She was making riffs with her electric guitar long before it was cool or long before it was even a thing. It became a thing because of her. She inspired all of the famous musicians from Chuck Berry, who we talk about and hear about, Elvis, who a lot of people give him credit and, and praise, and Johnny Cash. We talk about them 
but not the woman who showed them the way. Why is that? But regardless of the reasons why, it's very typical of what we know. We're talking about a black person and then add the black woman extra, then we know why. It's just erasure. So Sister, Sister Tharp, she was a gospel artist. She was also a child prodigy. She could sing, she could dance, she could play multiple instruments. But not only could she play multiple in instruments in the gospel style and in the church, because that's where she got her start, but she could play them in many styles. Blues, rhythm, R&B, which we'll talk about in a little bit, because I have to, I have, I've, in this research, I've got a little fact about R&B, oh, but we'll get there. Did you learn what it used to be called? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> I did. Um she, she has the first mainstream gospel record. But, you know, her life filled with scandal. She had to dodge rumors of having relationships with women. Now, you know how incendiary this can be when you're in the church and you're around church folk. I don't know about y'all, but there are a lot of people in the church or live in that church lifestyle that are very judgmental. And anytime you do anything where they seem is unlike what they expect you to do, they will be extremely judgy. And what did Sister Tharp do that was very against the church and the way that they expected her to do? Well, she played the guitar. And the guitar was considered a masculine instrument. So it was a male instrument that this woman was playing. So obviously she likes what males like. So she probably liked women too, even though she was married thrice. Listen... We got to try, you know, try, try again. Okay. Wait, you talking about <laughs> playing the guitar or something else? I'm talking about love. She got married three times, so she kept trying at love. But she was married to a man. So, I mean. But she still had to dodge these rumors of uh, being in relationships it's, it's with women. It's called a beard for a reason. Oh. Not a mustache? I don't know. I mean. No, like a beard, like when you, when you marry someone, like when you pretend to be straight, but you're actually gay. That person that you're pretending to love is the beard because oh, they're gotcha. covering you up. So she was judged for that. She also, you know, has the first ever recorded rock and roll concert in which she got on stage and she played the riffs. She did everything that we would see artists decades after her will do. There's, there's credit to an artist in the 1950s of having the first quote-unquote rock and roll show, but her rock and roll concert was a decade before his. But, you know, as per usual, you know, you take away what the origins were and you give credit to somebody else, and, you know, now we, we don't know. And if you knew about Sister Rosetta Tharp, you are ahead of the game. You know your black history. But, like I said, living in America and the United States-centric view, there's not a lot of emphasis on who, what, when, where, and why of our own history. So Black History Month, just like the month, Nodi and the Teach is here to help educate you to some of the figures who might be somebody you, not, somebody you didn't know, but also somebody you should know. Um, and for our international fans, here's a fun fact especially the ones who are in the UK, Rolling Stones, they got their name from a black blues singer named Muddy Waters and his song, Rolling Stone. Muddy Waters was a sharecropper. And, um, you know, he actually, 
I want to say he walks from like Memphis to Nashville, but that could be wrong. But um, the story is that he walked to um, to, or maybe he could have been even to Chicago. But he walked to where he uh, to where he ended up so that he could become this famous blues uh, singer. So yeah, Muddy I mean, Waters. That is dedication. Yeah. And Muddy Waters is famous. If you haven't heard of him, them, is it a group or is it just it's, one individual? It's an individual. Great artist. A lot of inspiration came from Muddy Waters and his influence. Um, one thing I do want to say is in my research, I learned about Billboard, the Billboard charts. And, you know, uh, Sister Rosetta Tharp was born in 1915. She got really popular and famous in the 1930s, especially after she moved to New York. New York, where all the dreams are made. <laughs> and where love comes to die. There's a lot of great <laughs> things we could say about New York, but there's a lot of, you know, realistic things we, will, we can also say about New York. But blew up, she became famous. The Billboard charts had a whole chart specifically for a group of people, and that chart was called simply race. Mm-hmm. It was just called race. Then they were like, mm, maybe this isn't the best, the best method. And then they changed it to Harlem Swing. Or, and then that eventually became what is known as the R&B charts. So R&B was something, even though everybody did the same genre of music, depending on where you are from or your, your nationality, your race, would determine on which chart you bring in. I mean, to be totally honest, I'm not shocked at all knowing the history, but it's something to keep in mind as, you know, everything, even the billboard charts were very into and influenced by race and separating music of one people even though we do the same genre of music you know we have to put them in their own little box even though white people were stealing and re-recording stealing stealing stealing. no that's what i said i'm just stressing stealing stealing and re-recording the same songs they were on a different chart chart yep they would chart differently it's like um it's the same it's the same song uh while i have a moment (laughs) my favorite one of my favorite clips uh, from back in the days is a Frankie Lyman clip. I think I sent it to you. You did send it Where to he's me. on a show. I can't remember which show he's on. But um, he is uh, introduced by the host. And then they're, 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 they lose their mind. And then Frankie Lyman, black ass, steps out and he starts singing. The tune they all love. And they're bopping to it. But you could tell there's this sense of uncomfortability. They were like, oh, shit. He's black. I, I didn't know he was black. Should we sing and dance and move? And you could, oh, man, uh, this clip is just so classic. I think that's something that we should definitely put on our, for this episode. So that way people could see how can. sad and uncomfortable he was. as was he, Sullivan show, too. And that that's like a, a national, that was a national show. Yeah. And so, it was a huge show. So that was a lot of white people who were like, that's a nigga? No, they lost their minds as and soon then, as he was introduced. But when he stepped out, they were just, oh, shit. I didn't know. But, you know. And they look mad. They're like, they're like they look look mad at, at Ed Sullivan. They're like, you didn't tell us. Set us up. He was black. Now you got us on TV. Mm-hmm. Looking, looking that way. But, you know, America, history. You know, they love us, but they don't love us. So weird. 
Um, all right. So anything we want to add in our popping off? Anything you want to say for this week before we get into our digging deep for Valentine's Day? Mm. The way that sounded. The way that sounded. I know. I just. It sounded just the way it needed to. Yes. For Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to start talking real low and get you guys into the mood as we get into these yeah. songs. So, um, no. all right. So let's move on to our digging deep and here's our placeholder uh sound <laughs> i have to find it hold on one second all right yes so um we we obviously are still working on stuff but it's fun we're having a good time remember this is a two-person operation but we have spent some time really putting this episode together for you. And we, for this Valentine's Day, want to talk about love. But we don't want to talk about the love traditionally as we know it for uh, Valentine's Day. You know, the commercialized <laughs> holiday that it has become where restaurant industry makes a killing selling you love. Or expand your relationship by going out to dinner or the card industry or the chocolate factories that keep churning out chocolates and stuff. We want to talk about love in all of its iterations. So we are going to do this by presenting you with some songs that Naughty and I have curated for this episode. So that way we can really, really look at love and the many, many different forms that it can take. One thing we want to do is we want to make sure that we are um, providing you with the songs. So we're going to give you the, the title of the song. We're going to give you the artist of the song. We also are going to make a playlist that you can also um, get. You'll probably find this in the description with the episode so you can follow along. It's highly suggested that you do hear the songs or you remember the songs if you know them. So that way you can really understand the shit that we're about to talk. Yes, this is love in all its iterations. And as we talk about each song, and we're going to get, you know, a little vulnerable. We're going to, you know, just talk about ourselves in a different way. I think uh, putting a song to the emotions that we're talking about and the stories we're talking about will just help you connect to us even more. Because if you're listening, you love us. Yeah. So without further ado, let's dig deep. Let's start with Naughty. Naughty, what do you have for us first to start off? So my first song is Brown Skin Girl by Blue Ivy, Beyonce, and St. John. Mm, very, um, very, very likely a future icon. Oh, Blue Ivy? She, yeah. Already an icon. I think she's the youngest person to win a Grammy because of the song. Mm. Um, But yeah. So I like this song for many reasons. I think that um, it's a song for, you know, brown skinned people or black people. I don't want to say black people actually because uh, there's other brown people who can prob who probably relate to this song. But I, I think it shows like um it has the message of self-love, which I know like listening to the songs um that I was picking for the playlist and kind of like uh, uh like narrowing them down. This was one of the songs I'm like it just made me feel so happy because it's like this is a song that's about me, makes me feel beautiful and um it came out right before my daughter was born. So when she was first born, um, my daughter is dark skin. So this was, I was like, this song is perfect because it lets her know that 
she's beautiful because, you know, even as a small child, people always have comments about her dark skin and her hair. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, you know, and think from, you know, from day one. So I'm thankful for a song like that to help her, you know, have that self-love because I felt like I was missing it when I was growing up. Yeah, because self-love is very important. And I'm glad that, you know, you started off like that with the self-love aspect because without that, you can't really have much. So uh, my songs, uh, before I give you my song, um, my songs are meant to tell a story. Um, Self-love, obviously, is what we need to start with. But it also is many of that. It's this, think of this as this little journey that I'm taking you down where we start with self-love and then we talk about fantasies of love, then falling in love and then the eventual heartbreak and then picking up the pieces. Yes, I know I said the eventual heartbreak, I but wanna, I can only say that because we're all single. So I want to I, w- I want to say that, you know, all love doesn't end in heartbreak. True. But. At the same time, you know, if you're with somebody like forever, someone has to go first. So that's in heartbreak. So, <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? You're not wrong, but shoot. So, like, it's like, you know, heartbreak is going to come eventually, but the heartbreak might just might look different. Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. So, my song is also about self love. It's uh, The Greatest Love of All by Whitney Houston. And it's, 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 one of the songs that put self self love on the map for me because it made me focus on self-esteem and you know it's not you know we we talk about love and loving other people in many many ways but we don't really talk about you know the self-esteem portion of it we don't um uh, for first first for those of you who don't know the song is about self-esteem i mean if you heard it you know i believe the children are our future is a line but it's really about having that confidence that love for yourself that self-esteem to go out there and actually achieve and make a future worth living so that's what it is i'm glad i heard it at a young age because you know it helped to really just form um you know like noity just shared for her it did you have a song like brown skin girl when you were younger no so you know hearing something like that it's like wow i can connect to this it's about loving yourself and who you are and how you look and all the aspects and iterations of it. But uh, once I learned <laughs> once I learned to love myself, motherfuckers couldn't tell me nothing. Nothing. They still cannot. Well, I mean, you know, they try. But shit, I know who I am. I love me. Fuck you all. You can't tell me about me. He's such a Gemini. That's, that's a joke. But <laughs> yes, I am a Gemini. If you've been listening from the first episode, then you get it. Yes. Uh, hope, you, hope you've been. Um, shout out to the consistent... Um, listeners, um, I'm glad. I know you're lo- listening. Like, wow, these episodes are getting, you know, clearer, crisper, cleaner. Our our whole production went up. Um, all right, Naughty. So, what's the next song on the list? So, the next song I have is "Be Your Girl." Um, the I always say this wrong, so I'm so sorry. The Katandra edition by Tedra Moses. So, I love this song because not only um, because Katandra is like a dope like. DJ producer kind of person um and like the beat that they put on it is like awesome but I also like this because I feel like this uh the sentiment of be your girl is generally where I am all my life you know um it's uh I I don't know if it's the way I was the way I was raised because people have told me that I live in a fantasy world and I 
you know, kind of expect just to meet somebody and boom, bam, it's going to work out. So I'm always in this position of like, oh, I want to be with you. Um, but like there's a line I can't cross. Uh, so that's, that's kind of what the whole the song is about. And it almost gives you the courage to say something, but not quite because the song is like, I think about you and I masturbate. And you're like, you know what, girl? I relate to that. It's That's about self-love for real, for real. <laughs> exactly. A different kind of self-love. You know, the one that involves a rabbit. So, yeah. So, I just, my whole life is like that, yearning for somebody that just never knows. Yeah, I'm glad that you talked about the fantasy aspect. Um, Before I continue, though, uh, we want to highly stress that, you know, you'll hear the title it's important that, you know, if you don't know the song, if you really want to follow on with us, just pause us. Take take a moment, go on YouTube, listen to the playlist that we created so that way you hear the song, you know what it's about. So when you hear, you know, us expressing our thoughts and feelings about it and how it fills in to love and all its iterations, then you can, you know, be here. We're all having the same conversation, being part of the same discussion. So don't be afraid to just pause you know, listen up or even, you know, look back and be like, oh, yeah, I remember this song. Oh, yeah, I feel that same way, too. Or, hey, I feel differently. We always are going to take a moment to encourage you to interact with us. Reach out to us at you can reach out to uh, the teach at Instagram at the teach NYC. You can reach out to Naughty Flower at at Naughty at Naughty Flower. And you can reach out to both of us at Naughty the at Naughty and the teach podcast or just at Naughty and the teach. Excuse me. Look at that. I'm messing up. He's learning. Yes, I am learning. All right. So my next song that I want to showcase is a song called I Remember When Once Upon a Time by Montel Jordan. Now, first and foremost, (laughs) I know a lot of y'all are like, wait, he has more than one song? Yes, Montel Jordan had more than one song. Um, It wasn't just this is how we do it, but... (laughs) Montel Jordan had a little run, you know, and he was killing it during that run. But he has more than one song, and it's not just this is how we do it. Um, just like Naughty was talking about, it's it's a song about a fantasy. It's epic. It's like a fairy tale. It's like Cinderella with action, intrigue, and a daring prison escape. When you hear a song like this, it, le- it left an impression on me when I was young, especially <laughs> growing up in the Disney era. Um, I, I think every era <laughs> after a certain time was a Disney era. If you were born after like the 1940s, Disney. Yeah. You're a Disney kid. Doesn't matter. So, it, it, you know, growing up in that way, it was like, okay, this is how it's supposed to be for you to find your person. Some form of fairy tale. Um, <laughs> this also led me to me thinking, um, I thought my meet cute moment would be someone I see from across the room. Now, for those of us who don't know what meet cute is, meet cute is when in film or TV, when two people meet for the first time, it's like that humorous. It could be humorous. It could be unusual. It could be, you know, under unusual circumstances. But it's this it's that moment to where they like lock eyes and they instantly know, oh, my God, this is the person I want to be with. And, you know, that's what a lot of romantic comedies are based off. Think of your favorite romantic comedy. Think of the moment when those first two characters meet. That's the meet cute. Uh, Naughty. (laughs) Do you have a meet cute? 
He already knows that he's fucking laughing at me already. So I'm a for real, for real Disney kid. So like, uh, and I, you know, the influences I had as, as a kid, you know, I had a Grease 2, Cool Rider, um, if you've ever seen Grease 2, <laughs> um, and like The Little Mermaid and Aladdin. Those were the movies I was watching just on a complete repeat. Um, so I thought my meet cute was going to be that I'd like just saw somebody in the street, you know, maybe we'd lock guys. I don't know, but I'd see them and we just start dancing and singing and it would be completely synchronized. And I've had actual dreams about this at a certain point in like 2006, I was a teenager, 2006, 2008, the toe op was popping. That was the dance we were doing. So like my meet cute, you know, doesn't just stay in the past and, you know, have this like kind of ballet dancing. It, you know, it uh, evolves to whatever style of dance, you know, that is popular at the current moment. The songs have changed, too. I've had dreams where I've been singing ballads. I've been having rap dreams, you know. It, you you really were having your meet cute. Yeah, in my mind, though. Yeah. My and the, the man is always faceless, so, you know, I can't, I, I don't know who he is. There's no clue. There's no clue. Maya, like I said, my meet cute is that locking eyes with a beautiful stranger from way across the room, and you both know at that instant, like, oh, wow, this is going to be my, my moment. That could have actually happened, but it could have been like uh, that James Blunt song where Oh, you're she got, beautiful. Yeah, I that, know what you're about. And then she got on the train. Subway, yeah. If you've seen the video, yeah, that's what. And you're like, God damn. Um, so but, close. But speaking of me, cutes, I now realize that that's never going to happen. So I'm resigned to the fact that I'll meet the woman I end up with on a date nap. My Tinderoni, if you may. Uh, also, in the video, Montel was fucking wildin'. First, as a black man traveling to another country, ain't no way I'm breaking any fucking laws. Let alone breaking any beautiful woman out of jail. That's probably why I'm still single. Cause I'm not willing to take that risk. He's like, I'm not breaking no <laughs> bitches out of jail. Um, you know, he, he's tall and black. They're going to find him. Well, second, let's add the fact that Montel Jordan is fucking six, eight. Okay. So he's a, he's a giant <laughs> and that man is not, that man is a, he's a, he's a calm mocha. They going to oh see him. God. He is fucking six, eight. Who the fuck is he hiding from? He going to blend in with the crowd? Nah, he probably put some leaves in his jacket and was like, I'm a treat. <laughs> and I like, kind of just stood there. Where he going to go? Well, he's going to blend in with the trees, the buildings. Yeah, like Exactly. Oh, man. So to go to another country and, you know, see this beautiful stranger and want to, you know, make this connection and then break her out of jail, that's just fucking Montel. You, you wildin'. You, you ain't hiding from nobody. So uh, I always find that humorous. Um, yeah. So, Nordy, where you at? So my next song is Coffee by Miguel. Uh, not the remix, just the original. Um, and, uh, this has been my fantasy song since before I've only had one like relationship. So this has been my fantasy songs from before that. So like for the past, uh, 10 years or so. And, um, I just love the idea of like, you know, meeting someone and being so comfortable with them that you can like, you spend the day talking the night talking and it feels like no time has passed. And because you've been talking so much, you need coffee in the morning um, there's some sex in there, you know, because like, why not, you know, and it's a bonus. Exactly. A super bonus. Wait, you what know? kind of coffee is a it? Super is coffee like really like high end coffee or what? 
It's um, Starbucks, you know, you get it Ubered. Um, I want to say I, I know I don't drink coffee, so. He drinks caffeinated tea, so same shit. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I like that idea. I like the idea of being so comfortable with someone that you can express your love in just different ways. Um, something he talks about in the song is like how he wished he could show it in paint and he can like, you know, and just the idea of being that comfortable with somebody is something that uh, I truly fantasize about. Yeah. So that's, you know, making that connection is what's important. So my my next song is really about, you know, after you, you have the self-love and you have the fantasies of falling in love is when you actually fall in love. And the next song I want to present is Lovely Day by Bill Withers. It's a classic song. All-time great song. It's upbeat, puts you in a good mood. It's, it's literally the equivalent of like falling in love. Um, it's one of those songs that encapsulates that new feeling of falling for someone when you, you know, that, that first time you're like, really, I like this person and you're really falling for them. It really helps to encapsulate that. Um, when you're pining for somebody so hard, this is what that feels like. It's just, you just want to see them. You just want to be with them. They help to brighten your day. It helps to make it a lovely day. And that is really what it's about. Great song. Just sung by a great artist because Bill Withers, you know, doesn't really get his flowers. Um, one, one of my favorite uh, album covers is his Still Bill, and it's just him like posing in different ways. And remember, this album came out in, like the 1970s. So, you know, when you see the album cover and it's called Still Bill and you see this man just posing, it's just he was doing the original poses that people would do in like the 90s and the 2000s. But yeah. Lovely day. It's almost like we planned this because I had coffee in the morning and then you had a lovely day. Well, when you leave, you have that lovely day after that coffee. And that touching. Yes. Um, uh, My next song is You Rock My World by Michael Jackson. Um, Classic. Yeah. This, first of all, uh, the music video, the bl- there's a black woman as the love interest, which, you know, gotta love. Um, we, I've, we may see it more now, but at the time it came out, we did not see that at all, or very rarely. As, un- unless, like, the person singing the song was a black woman. Um, <laughs> she was the interest. She was the interest, No, yeah. some somebody like, nah, you can't be the love interest in your own video. Let's, let's get this lighter skin actress. I'm sure that's happened. Um, I'm sure it has too. That's the sad part. But yeah, but uh, this this is my this would if I had to pick a meet cute song, this would fucking be it. This song, you rock my world. But I just the the idea of just like again being so in love with somebody. You obviously, I think I just want to be in love, guys. I think that's what we're finding out here today, right now. Um, and Valentine's I want Day. This is the best day, obviously. <laughs> No, I want to uh, fall in love. love. No, I want the human, the human connection. But um, deep human connection, yes. And like that again, this what the song is about, you know. And of course, there's like this the sexual element to it of you rock my world. But uh, if we have to bridge a connection to, I want to rock with you. That song is all about sex, Mm. but also by Michael Jackson. And this song is, you know, he's older, he's more mature. There's more things to that that this woman does, and he says like you like you changed to not you changed who I am, but like you you changed me for the better. You uplift me, and th- 
you know, I feel like that's what we all want. We want a partner, you know, who can uplift us, who helps us, not not changes us, but helps us evolve to be better. And that that kind of evolving and growing is always continuous. You know, we always talk about work on your shit and uh, to be um, reflective so that you can get better. But I think the goal is also to have a partner who can be honest with you. And because there are always going to be things that you don't see about yourself. We all have blind spots. And that other person can see your blind spot and can be honest with you and can, you know, just help you and help you always be better. And who doesn't want that? Yeah, that constant improvement, especially when you're talking about yourself and getting into a relationship. You want to see that happen for yourself, for your partners, for the people around you, for the people of love. Hence, love in all of its iterations. Wow. I'm glad that you uh, brought up You Rock My Works. I also want to bring up a song that's upbeat, that's danceable, that's about that same aspect of falling in love. And it's a John Legend song. But it's probably not a John Legend song. You probably like, oh, you know, when you heard John Legend, you probably thought of like three, four, maybe five different songs. This one is Green Light by John Legend featuring Andre 3000. So I just want to point out, first and foremost, EGOT winner, Emmy. Grammy, Oscar, and Tony Award winner John Legend. He could sing about love in many ways, the good and the bad of it. It's it's an but it's also another feel good song, a song that's kind of brings the joy and it's very very danceable. Um, you can't listen to it more. You can't listen to it and not move. Two step or bop to it. I'm sorry. What you think you can? If you don't move with with when you hear it. If you don't move to this song when you hear it. You dead inside. You should go get yourself checked out. That's that's not normal. Damn, not dead inside. Dead inside. It is one of those songs that when you feel it, it's upbeat. It's 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 just a joyous song. That song makes me feel seen. Uh, really? Because he said, um, Andre three thousand says, "I got you giggling like a piglet." Or oh, that's the ticket, and I uh, snort. Yes. Snorters don't get they don't get the love like that. Snorty is the snorting queen. Wait, no, I'm a, I laugh. I hold snort on. when I laugh. I yes. snort when I laugh. When I said the I'm snorting not, queen, when I heard it, I was like, what the that's fuck? That's not what that's I do. Not... I only, yes. I only snort when I laugh. Yes. No snorting over here for any sense, except for out of joy. Okay. Uh, when, when, when laughing, all right, let me shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> um, the song, it's playful at first when you are trying to, oh, it, when you are in a relationship or when you're, you know, falling for somebody, you got that level of play. You know, at first when you're trying to get that sign from them so you can see if you can take it to the next level. And obviously the next level I'm talking about is sex. It, it's just it's just great. Also, 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 also. Mm. Andre 3000 comes on at the end and just absolutely puts the cherry on top. Like he comes and takes a, a, a great song and makes it even more greater by being his verse his lyrics andre 3000 has that ability and has had that ability a lot to just come in and just add an extra layer to the songs that he's on that's a fact for real for real even on um beyonce's song party oh party there's two versions of party there's one with um beyonce and j cole and there's one with beyonce and andre 3000 and which one made the album no hate to the j cole version J. Cole is great, but that Andre 3000 verse, um, you can find them both on Spotify. So if you want, just type up Party on by Beyonce, 
we're not putting this on our list. This isn't one of the ones, but type of party by Beyonce. Listen to J. Cole verse. Listen to Andre 3000 verse. Then go from there. Yeah. Homework. <laughs> this whole episode is about homework. Oh, it's mostly about homework because we didn't know what we could um, play. We didn't know if we could play snippets of the songs. So we just want to be safe. Because um, we were gonna we were gonna sing some lines too. Yeah. But then we just realized we aren't that good singers. No, he realized he's not a good singer because I, this bitch could sing. It, it may not be well. It may not be well, but I could sing. I could carry a tune. I was in the choir. I could say the words in a <laughs> rhythmic-ish type way, but um, no, we but we wanted to play a little snippet of the songs for you. We didn't know what we were entitled to, so we figured we'll just do this. So we're sorry that we're giving you the extra layer, but if you do it, I guarantee it'll bring out, you'll be happy that you've taken the time to do that. And honestly, we couldn't afford a lawsuit with like 20 different artists. Yeah. So, you know, for especially real. Beyonce, because Beyonce be coming for people on the on Instagram and everything. She be shutting that shit down. For real. Um, Even the workout videos. She be like, Mm-mm, it's mine now. But uh, now it's my turn. My next song is 34 plus 35, the remix with by Ariana Grande featuring Doja Cat and Meg the motherfucking stallion. Hey, that makes 69. It does. Math. I, I do math. She actually, Ariana Grande actually comments on that on, at, in the song. Um, but uh, branding wise, I don't like 69. So I don't, I, I'm not recommending that position. Just a song. Um, it's very playful. You know, we got into, we had green light. So you, you get the consent, you get the green light. And now, you know, you're getting your, I guess in that case, you're, you know, you're getting mentally ready. You're getting your body ready. That might be, you know, uh, landscaping your body, shaving your legs, your armpits, whatever you have between your legs, you know, brushing, please brush your teeth. Um, you know, maybe not right before, but when you wake up, you know, at some time, you know, but that's why I like this song, you know, uh, I feel like, uh, lockdown, you, we had to have our designated sneaky link. This was definitely the, the song that helped me get ready, helped me keep it and, you know, get excited and get to moving to where I had to be, you know? So I wanted to recommend that to you so that you can have fun while getting ready and think of all the naughty things you want to do to whoever you're being naughty with, even if you're doing it DIY. Yeah, and great artist all around. Um, Ariana Grande has been killing it for a while, but Meg and having Doja on it really adds a whole nother level to it. So shout out to them. Um, mine is after, like uh, Naughty said, you get the green light. It's a song from the 90s. It is a 90s love song. And it's called Freak Me by Silk. Now, this is the quintessential 90s love song. It was explicit at the time, but kind of loving at the same time as well. It was a very... <laughs> the 90s and R&B at that time was a very oversexed time. I remember singing this at a young age. <laughs> and if you know the song or if you stop to listen to it, you'll understand. And... One thing I do wonder now is I'm starting to see, especially on the date naps or the date naps is when people would say, I want that 90s R&B type love or 90s R&B feeling. When I hear this song, I'm like, is this what you meant? 
You went freak me? Um, I mean, maybe. Trust me. Maybe. But um, <laughs> it was uh, 90s R&B, which, as we know, Billboard referred to it as race back in the days. But it's 90s R&B at this time. It had love. It had passion. It had intensity. It had instructions for you to follow. It had it all. Not instructions. The instructions was like, let me lick you up and down till mm. you say stop. Like, it was like, oh, shit, is that it? Writing the shit down? Like, mm. At least they spoke about consent. True, true. When you say stop, that's it. So that's all the instructions. Do this, get the, get the consent, or get the, once, once it's like, this is done, stop it. Then you play with the body. I don't know exactly what you do when you play with the body, but you play with the body. You could freestyle at that point. Then you do all the things they want you to do. See? Instructions. Thank you, Silk, for um, providing a really young me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a quintessential 90s sex song. I really like that. That was like all consensual. It was like... So you say, stop, you know, where you want me to. See, look, consent, important, and y'all have been aware of it. 100%. Look at that. First sex song, consent. So, you know, after you've had the bomb-ass sex, now you in love. And this next song uh, is my song. Another song by Miguel, um, Adorn. Again, mm. not the remix, mm. the original, Adorn. This song came out when I was in high school, and... Anybody who knew me then, like this was, I, I was the I was the kid who would be like, "Can you play this at every school function?" and like belt the shit out because that's just who I am. Um, but I love this song. This song is just all the things that I love about love, or that I look forward to when I do fall in love with somebody, um, with some beautiful chocolate man. Um, you know, just. You know, being being cared for and being loved in totality, and you know, he the whole point the 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 big line in the song is "Let my love adorn you," and it's just like, you know, when I said in the beginning that we are compassionate black hotties, and you know that compassion, <laughs> and that's what that song is about. You know, like just the love, the love that you give, being received and being returned, and. I I really wish I had more words for it because Miguel says it all, you know, just being just I feel like when you're in a relationship, you know, that like you kind of create a, a world in a future with that person. And to know that no matter where you are in the world, that their love is covering you. Just a beautiful, beautiful thing to me. And I cannot wait for that part of my life. Yeah, um, we all are waiting for that part of that. Um, I don't know if it's all of us or just me and the teach, but I feel you. there's a lot. I know. Well, Speaking of that. I'm going to go to another song about fantasy. And this one is called Happily Ever After by Case. Now, once you're in that relationship, everything starts clicking in the relationship. You get along. You're having that bomb-ass sex. You start fantasizing about a future with this person. But, you know, it's still that kind of new phase. Do you really know this person? Should you really be fantasizing about a happily ever after? And regardless if you can or you should, it's still part of that exciting phase at the beginning. Or, you know, when it's new and you're starting to have those thoughts like, I can be with this person forever, hence happily ever after. Um, But also, I just want to point out that this (laughs) is the second fantasy (laughs) trope type of song on the list. This and that uh, I remember when Once Upon a Time, 
fucking Disney. And your unrealistic expectations at love and relationship. Shit ain't as easy as finding your princess to fit in a glass slipper. Wait, you, you telling me that Cinderella was the only girl in the land who wore a size fucking four? I mean, four is a toddler size shoe, so it's very possible. I mean, it's, it's either I do that and try to find my Cinderella or be... Six eight and break your princess out of jail. I don't know. It's one of the two. They either have a you know a very small foot, or they're a criminal. So yeah. So and yeah, she actually was a criminal in uh, I remember when that Montel Jordan song. So he's just like fuck. She's so beautiful. I got to break her out of jail. That is a level of courage that I just don't have. So that's probably why I'm still single. But also, I do want to say one more thing about the uh, happily ever after video. This was the first time. Where motherfuckers noticed and took note of Beyonce. At the time, I think, allegedly, that she was dating Case and she was in the video. And she shows up looking elegant, looking beautiful. The same way we know Beyonce to be then. That was the first time a lot of people saw her outside of the Destiny Child group. And, you know, the way they were dressing together. And they were like, oh shit, this is a beautiful woman. So that's also Beyonce has really been with a lot of people in the industry. Good for her because she was with in Cisco. a good way. You know, yeah, she's no in a good way. No, there's no bad way to be with people unless you're abusing I them. I just want to say, but you know, it doesn't Cisco. matter. You know, the the beehive. She played against. She played opposite uh, Makai Pfeiffer. Yo, in that hip hopera, she's really was it Carmen? Yeah, she really has been out here for a minute. Yeah, Beyonce been doing it for a long, long time. She put her dues. She deserves everything that she has and everything she'll get. I, oh, where we at, Naughty? Oh, I was saying I agree. Sorry. So, um, we are at. Oh, it's my song. This song is yo. This is before Marcus Houston became a Jehovah's Witness and like just stopped putting out music when he had a TV show. Um, this song is called Naked, and they also talk about consent. Um, I know that we were just t- just talking about the happily ever after, and now I'm going back to the fantasy of sex. But the song "Naked" is just so much more than that. Yes, I know it's focused on um, you know sexual intimacy, but in in consent because he also says you know if she's okay with it, then they can keep going. But um, the idea of just like you, know, I think that you know. Uh, nakedness and just in that kind of intimacy that you have with that you can't have with someone um it really does it or it really can open you up like i i've uh had conversations with people where they purposely like keep on at least something they keep on some article of clothing while they're having sex because they they don't want to be um that intimate or that vulnerable with everybody who they are sleeping with they want to have some kind of distance similarly to people who don't kiss when they're hooking up I like I to an extent I get it, but I do think that um, there is something beautiful about being that open with somebody, even if it's only for a moment. Like if you're going to share that, if you're going to share that moment, you might as well completely be in it. And as someone who is always in their head, always overthinking about everything that's ever happening and ever has happened and might possibly happen. I enjoy the feeling of being comfortable with someone so comfortable that I can be naked like I know that there's someone listening who can relate to me that the one time they had sex with stubble on their leg, they were like, wow, I really love this person because you weren't in like this perfect state. 
that's what I'm, that's how I feel when I listen to Naked. It's not, it's, you know, because he's saying that she should, she shouldn't be ashamed of her body, that she should like love her body and she should love herself naked and that he wants to share in that moment with her. So I love that song. It's been my jam since I was like eight years old. Yeah. When you add on the fact that naked could be like a metaphor for vulnerability Mm -hmm. and to be vulnerable with somebody and let them see you in all your glory, whether it's you know, you at your best, quote unquote, or you at your worst, that allows them and you to feel that moment. Like it's a meaningful, compassionate, loving, open moment where you go deeper. In so many ways. (laughs) You go deeper than you, you know, you might if you don't have that vulnerability. So definitely great song. Since we're talking and we're talking about more of that vulnerability, my next song is also about fucking, but it's also about vulnerability. And that song is Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic. Vulnerability to get robbed. Well, that's true. <laughs> but you're trusting this person so much, you're like, yo, I'm going to leave my house door open. Don't matter the neighborhood. Don't matter where you live. But I'm open. Come on over. Come through. I am here. I am waiting. I'm not just waiting. I'm waiting for you. But you ever heard a song for the first time and know it's going to be a classic? Have you, Naughty? I don't. I don't personally think so. Shit. I'm telling you, that's literally how I felt when I heard this song. This is a song that I don't know anybody who dislikes it. And if you like, and you, if you dislike the song, you're dead inside. I'm just saying. <laughs> but no, seriously, it is so good. We can't deny, first, that Bruno Mars is a generational talent. We're going to look back at this this time in the future and the same way we do about James Brown and the same way we do about Michael Jackson. We're going to look back on him and say, wow, that time, that era, Bruno Mars was killing it. We, he got a little bit of Lionel in him. He even got a little bit of uh, Al Green. He even got a little bit of DeBarge in him too. But and Anderson Pack and the Hooligans, they really round out this song and they really take it to another level. This song is so dope. They brought that 70s crooner style back and made it an absolute banger. It's a song that shows a level of trust. Doors open, come on in and get this. That's exactly what they're saying. Come on in, get this. I'm waiting for you. Here's all the steps I've taken to be just like, you know, sixty. Um, 34 plus 35 or 35 plus 34. I'm not sure which order it goes in. But all the steps you do in order to prepare for this, that's exactly what's happening here in this. But, you know, from the man's perspective. Um, The next song that I have is Girl Like Me by Jasmine Sullivan featuring her. Jasmine. So I think, um, you know, we're heading towards the heartbreak here. I like this song for a lot of reasons. I love this song for a lot of reasons. Um... Part of the reason why I love it is because I can relate to it so much. In an earlier episode, I spoke about how I felt about Easy On Me by Adele. And this song does something similar. Um, right now, I'm at, I'm at a point in my life where I just feel like I... I don't know if it's that I can't date or I shouldn't date. Because I just I, there's so much work that I need to do on myself before I think I should be putting myself out there to show myself. And... Um, you know, I, in in this song, she's like, you know, like girls like me don't get don't get chosen. 
Um, and and I've felt like that for my my whole life, you know, which is why I ended up in the relationship I wasn't before. And it's like, you know, in in like the idea of like trying to be like, you know, the girls that you that you are seeing get chosen. And, you know, for me right now, like I it's hard when like you, you see people who you're like you know are not like doing the work. And I know like for me, I know like my ex is like just not doing the work and completely ignoring his ability, his responsibilities. And it's like, but you're fine just being like that and going on and dating while I'm like, no, I can't date. I have to do all this work. And it's like, it's just frustrating. And also on the other hand, it's, I also like this song because it's like, I, bef, bef, and not until recently and like, honestly, like the last couple of weeks, I've have not chosen myself. I've always been looking, I'm always looking for another person to pick and trying to become a person that I'm not. And I've become, I'm starting to become more comfortable with who I am to pick a girl like me, to pick myself, to choose myself. So I like it for all those kinds of reasons. Yeah, it's it's one of those that's saying, hey, heartbreak is happening, but you have to choose yourself. You have to be good. Like we said at the beginning, you need that self-love, that self-esteem in order to really you know, take it to the next level. Um, my next song is also about heartbreak. And it is a song called Last Request by Paolo Nutini. I know that's an artist you not have heard of. But basically the premise of the song is that the relationship's over. And the last request is to just be together one last time. And this is, you know, heartbreak. But it's also something that opens up for continued heartbreak. Um, this is a request we make, especially when the breakup is new and you're pining for that person and you still want that person and it's fresh and you feel like nothing else is going to be the answer except for being with this person, even if it is just for one last time. Um, the feelings are still strong. They're still fresh. You just need that person. Uh, but when you get this request met and then before you know it, you're engaged in a continuous sexual relationship with this person who broke your heart or you broke their heart and then you're even in deeper now um, this isn't allowing anyone to heal from the relationship while they may seem safe and what and 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 they might seem what you need at the time the heartbreak is still there you need to separate to allow yourself that respite that distance to heal that distance that's needed to heal Hashtag therapist poppy. <laughs> That's but, never going to be let go. But for real, like if you continue to, especially when it's heartbreak and it's fresh and everybody's hurt, but nobody knows and you feel like this is the only person you want to be with and then you continue. Your last request is to be to hold them or to sleep with them or to be with them that one last time. And we all feel that way. I can guarantee you that any of us who have experienced a breakup, that that was something that we always felt, that soon as it's broken, I want to be with that person. I want to be next to that person. And then before you know it, you're in deep. And then that heartbreak continues because you broke up for a reason. It might have been a stupid reason. It might have been a very, 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 very valid reason. But now you're stuck in this relationship. You can't grow. You can't heal. No healing energy can come your way because you're involved in this thing with this person 
And who knows how that may turn out. So. My next song, sorry, it's just very different, um, is Chocolate by Kiana. Um, I think I think it's, um, I think it's Kiana Letty uh, featuring Ari Lennox. So I love this song. Um, I said earlier in this episode, eventually I'm going to end up with a beautiful chocolate man. Hello, chocolate. Um, and the song is just, you know, a lot of times, you know, we hear love songs um, or like sex songs, even if they're from uh, women to men. Um, how do I want to say this? Like, they're just like, you know, it's kind of like, I want, like, I love you. I want to be with you. It, it's, there's, it's very superficial. Um, I think that this song goes a little bit deeper, even though there, it is, you know, partially about sex. It goes a little bit deeper to talk about how they actually appreciate the man's body and how they want, and how they want to be touched. And, um, just how the way he touches them makes them feel loved. And I, love that and I also love that they are obviously talking about black men because the song is called chocolate so I love that love me some black men and you know I love the song yeah so um my next song is also going to go deep you don't love black men not as much as you um <laughs> my next song is also going to go deep and it's also a song about like kind of picking up the pieces but I'm going to explain how and what I mean by picking up the pieces with this particular song. And it's a song called Hero, Hero, Hero by Enrique Iglesias. And once you finally get over, you finally get on that road to getting over the heartbreak, we are left to pick up the pieces. Our minds go all over the place. Some wall out, some go party, some drink, some get kind of reckless. Some wallow, some look internally into themselves. For this song, though, for me, I always imagine that I would sing this song to my child. Like, right before I put them to sleep or to help get them to sleep, I would be, it would be our thing. And as they get older, they would sing it with me and sing it back. Aww. Yeah. Um, but, I, alas, I ruined that. <laughs> I ruined that fantasy by not wanting kids <laughs> and my dating stock and this, my desirability as a partner. <laughs> I don't think you want No, it. no. I mean, for people, it depends. But no, no. Seriously, like this song was significant for me because it was like I would sing it to them as I'm like rocking them to bed and, you know, lay them down. And as we get older, that would be the song we would sing of daughter or son. Doesn't matter because... It needs to be sang, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, I'd sing this to my daughter, but I'd sing it to my son too. I would let them know that I would be their hero and I would be there for them. And, you know, as we get older, I sing it to them. They sing it back. We sing it together. It's, it would be like our thing for, you know, moments of joy, pain, hardship, whatever it might be for us to have that moment and have like our little thing. But, you know. That'll never happen because I don't want children. So, I mean, but maybe you'll sing it to somebody. Maybe, maybe. Uh, my next song is "Body Language" by Big Sean featuring yeah Big Sean featuring Ty Dolla Sign and Janae Aiko. I like I love this song. First of all, I love Big Sean. 
love, love, love Big Sean. I love Janae Aiko, okay? Because you, everybody loves her, her rap from... Um, Supposed to be. No. Um, everybody loves her rap from um, The Worst. Because everybody, everybody who's ever had heartbreak can relate to that. That's her most popular song, so everybody knows that song. But okay. Huh? Nothing. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, you can tell he's pissing me off right now. Everybody knows that song. Um, <laughs> but yeah. But I like that song because it talks about, like, in the beginning he's saying, um, take your clothes off, take your problems off. So again, it's about that vulnerability and, and the human connection that you have when you are in a partnership. Yes, you know, they, of course, get sexual, but... You you know it's like you know when you've had a hard day and like you just take everything off and you can just like like be with that person in a safe space and you feel comfortable being in whatever kind of mood that you're in. Yeah, so that would be uh one. Mine is personal in with picking up the pieces and it is uh I have nothing by Whitney Houston. Um, great song, powerful songs, shows off Whitney's extreme talent and her vocal range. It is a song that encapsulates loneliness, that inner conflict someone has while feeling that way, and this desire to want to be wanted. For me, uh, when I was younger, what I really wanted to, what I really wanted was to be part of a family. Um, it was like I really had nothing. When you don't have, you know, when you're young, you're a child, and you're really not part of a family, you feel like you don't belong, you're not part of anything. And it's hard to feel like you fit in anywhere if you're not part of something that you can say is yours or is is something. Uh, you, you don't have a safe place. You don't have a home. You don't have any of that. It's just like you're constantly searching for a place where you belong. And that's kind of, no, that's not kind of. That is how I feel. So when I hear that song, it kind of brings up that memories of feeling that way. You feel like no one, no one, no one is extending a bridge or that anyone really wants you. And then when you, you grow up, everything kind of revolves around that until you do the work to have to, to work on that, to work to get past it. So not feeling like you have a home base. And I think we talked about this in one of the episodes before is very paramount to f safety and when you don't have that safety or don't feel like there's a group or people or a family or whatever it might be that you are a part of it's just you know you're just out here trying to figure yourself out and sometimes it works out most of the time it does not so for me you know when I hear that song and I hear her sing about this heartbreak and how wanted to be wanted and not have people let her go. And while she's singing about it in a very specific sense, when we talk about love in all its iterations, we have to look at it in the whole sense of everything that could be there, what could be missing, all of it. So for me, it was really about having nothing since or feeling like you're not part of a family. All right, so... Okay, so are we going to go to your favorite part? Uh, well, do you want to do an honorable mention? We could do an honorable yeah, mention time. or two before we can move on. Okay. 
Um, so my honorable mention, my first honorable mention would be my favorite, favorite song in like my number one favorite song, which is Stand By Me by Benny King. The Drifters were obviously fucking pissed because he wanted to sing it with him, with them, which was his band. And they said no. So that and that's like his most one of his most famous songs. Um, it's a very popular song, I think, from like the 50s or 60s. And it's just talking about experiencing life with that person, with your that person that you that you love and you want to spend the rest of your time with. And again, you know, I've, as I've said a million times this episode, that's the kind of human connection that I crave. Yeah. Human connection is deep. It's very important. It's what we need. Um, what I am going to do is going to be two songs. Um, it's a song called Will by Joyner Lucas and the Will Remix by Joyner Lucas featuring Will Smith. Now, I'm, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know we are big fans of Will Smith. We, you know, grew up on him, grew up on the Fresh Prince. You know, when he was absolutely dominating Summers in the box office, we were all there for that. We respect and we want the best for Will. And when we talk about love in all its iterations, this and the song Big Brother by Kanye West comes to mind with rappers giving praise to another rapper, another person that they looked up to that they drew inspiration from. And knowing the competitive nature of rap, those types of songs are very, very uncommon. So when you have a rapper giving praise and making a song with acknowledgement, that is great. Um, great song. The original with, um, and then if you see the video for Will um, by Joyner Lucas, you will see that he does, it's like this shoot down famous Will Smith movies and he's acting out with all of these different, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? Movie, movie covers, movie posters. And that's great. And then what makes, what takes the cake for me is that Will Smith jumped on the remix so it's like, I respect you. I respect the song. I appreciate this tribute. I'm going to jump on the remix and really, really take it to the next level. And I think that is amazing. Great song, great artist, great gesture. Really encapsulates love and in, in all of its iterations. Uh, we have time for another one or we can start to move on to our next. Well, don't mind if I do. So um, my... Another recommendation I'm going to make is Pretty Little Fears by Six Lack and featuring J. Cole. I love this song also because it, um, it, it's a very vulnerable song and a very intimate song about um, how a man is, feels about a, a woman who has protected him and covered him um, in, within the relationship. And I, you know, I feel like we don't hear that a lot. Um, that kind of vulnerability a lot in music, especially from uh, black men. So uh, I appreciate hearing that, that kind of compassion and that kind of love, you know, that they have for us because it's not very often we hear it. Yeah. Um, my last uh, honorable mention is going to be a song called True Reflections by Jacure. Now, I'm sure a lot of you have not heard this song. It's a reggae song, reggae artist. This song, though, has many, many layers. First and foremost, it's a song that tugs on your heartstrings. From It's about a man singing from being in prison and all of this. When you learn the history, it's even more heartbreaking. Jacques as an artist and as a man has been in and out of prison 
or having run-ins with the law for a, lo- a long time. Even today, when the song came came out, the inspiration he was singing about was he was doing a 15-year bid for attempted robbery at gunpoint and rape. Rape. Um, never a good thing. Hearing this song, you're like, damn. You You then look at it like, okay, Forget the music aspect. Let's look at the human aspect. Let's look at the fact that this is a person who is trying to talk about and show this sense of regret for his actions, which is great. You know, have regret for your actions. The action in itself is fucking terrible, but have regret in the action that you did and the pain that it caused. Great. But once he got out of prison, he started getting himself in. He's currently serving time in a prison uh, abroad um, for possibly stabbing somebody. So, you know, there's this is one of those situations to where you realize a person, you know, they, they live a lifestyle. It's hard for them to shake that lifestyle. It's hard for them to grow. But like we say here, work on your shit. You know, you, you, you have things, you have pains, you have troubles. You have to work on it. Great song. It tugs on your heartstrings. But, you know, when you learn the history of the song, it, it's even more sad and devastating. So that is where we are with our Valentine's episode of Love and All Its in, in, Iterations from the perspective of songs. Okay. So let's move wow. on to let's move on to uh Naughty and the Teach Recommends. Um let's drop our little temporary sound effect. That's right. We got some bombs for you. Um, all right. Naughty, what do you recommend this week? So I'm going to recommend an album that talks about love and all of its iterations. It's the, and I said, I already said I love Janae Aiko and Big Sean, but it's the 2288 album by 2288. I mean, sorry. It's the 2088 album by 2088. Um, it's Big Sean and Janae Aiko. They came together to do a joint album. And that is their group name with the title of album. Oh, that's dope. So, yes, that'd be good, some good Valentine's Day listening. Um, are they in a relationship currently? I believe they are still married. Oh, all right. So even, yeah. So that's a, a another one coming from a, a couple in love. I'm I'm not sure because they, they did separate because she had a miscarriage. So I'm not sure if, if they're, I don't know. I think they're married, though. Well, yeah. Well, good for them. I'm great for the album, even better for us and our listening. Um, mine, I actually, now that I hear Naughty say that, I think my recommendation is going to be a, a, a all time classic album. And I, especially it goes great for Valentine's day. Um, it's the speaker box and the love below, but mostly focus on the love below. That is the Andre 3000. I mean, we started to talk about him earlier. We might as well just finish the love below is basically the quintessential Valentine's day album. Like, I don't know if his it was his inspiration was it, but he got a song called Valentine's Day. He got a song called Spread. He got Prototype, which is an absolute fucking uh, bomb. That is that is that is the honorable mention of is prototype. So if you really want a great you could just gather your lady, gather your man, gather your person when you are having your Valentine's Day dinner, you're having your little couch session, whatever it might be, throw on the love below, you will not be disappointed. It is 
essential Valentine's Day um, listening. Even if you're alone, listen to yeah, it. Yeah, listen to it. It's a great album. Speaker Box is great, but it's a different vibe, especially for this and this episode. Big Boy, great. Andre 3000, great. Them together, it's, amazing. It's, yeah, it's just it's like two stars just colliding and just sprinkling amazing dust all over everybody. Sucking us into their black hole. Yes. So, uh, Speaker Box, The Love Below. The love below is really the focus that you should be for this week, weekend. Just good, easily listening. Um, any final words we have for the listeners before we go, Naughty? Whether you are with a friend, a partner, or you are enjoying your time by yourself, have a happy Valentine's Day. You deserve all the love that you are giving and receiving. Yeah, you definitely deserve love. You definitely deserve happiness. You deserve kindness. Also, don't, you know, if you are not having the best Valentine's Day, that's fine. This is a time in which it's commercialized. We They're selling love, but it doesn't mean that you can't find things that you love. Maybe you just love to watch a new Netflix show. Maybe you love to do anything. Find whatever you love and do it. If this holiday is about love, Love in all of its iterations. Find what you love and do it. And the most important love of all is the love of oneself. So do whatever you can to help keep that love going. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So happy Valentine's Day and we will see you next time.